everyone. We are on, on the How to Deal podcast with me, Brittany Bryson, your student health and counseling uh, service provider, and also uh, Jessica from Financial Aid to represent and tell us about how to understand student finances. Jessica, it's nice to meet you, and we thank you for being on the podcast today. Hello, thanks for having me. Of course. So could you tell us more about yourself and your department? Okay, well, my name is Jessica Howell, and I am a coordinator in the Office of Student Financial Aid. So I am over the everything customer service related as it relates to financial aid. So that's student employment, scholarships. Well, I can process scholarships or answer any inquiries about scholarships, but anything related to federal aid, the processing of loans, loan information, grant information, I process that in student financial aid. So that's emails, phones, uh, tickets, whatever, whichever avenue students can contact financial aid, I'm the, the person that you'll more than likely reach. Nice. Okay, so you've a lot of student interaction uh, in, your, in your work. Yes, ma'am. So I also do outreach opportunities. So things such as like this podcast or outreach for new student orientation, or even just going to the different offices on campus. So that's in each department, we reach out to find it to their departments to um, have speaking sessions with the students so they can better understand what the FAFSA is, what financial aid is. Mm -hmm. I'm also an ACAD 1100 professor. So I also reach those students as well. Um, we additionally just added financial aid sessions to a lot of ACAD sections. So I don't know if we reached every section, but we did manage to do that this year. So giving you all the updates that students need to know about financial aid. Very nice. So, so working with students in their finances, this I uh, can only imagine sometimes very challenging and, and really tricky, but, but what is your view on student personal finances? Uh, my view on it from a financial aid perspective is I think students are not being educated prior to coming to college. So I think high schools should do a little bit more of explaining what financial aid is. I think some students, if they're like myself, a first generation student, college graduate, I think they don't, they're completely oblivious to what financial aid is. Sometimes they think they can't afford it. Um, so I think that the, just from a, financial aid perspective, I think students are unaware of the process. They may be a little bit afraid of the process of financial aid, slightly mm -hmm. intimidated by it, but um, it's a really easy process. And I think it, once students have more literacy on it, they can understand it before they get to college. Um, I think once they have a better understanding of that, they'll make better financial choices once they are, once they transition to, um, to college. Absolutely. So, so just simply their awareness and, and learning more about finances can be a big, big hurdle. But so going into the next one, what are some common challenges students face regarding money? I know awareness is one. Have, do you see anything else as you talk to students and engage with them? Um, I think some of the issues are students need more information on financial aid. They just need a better understanding of what it is that some of the challenges are that they may not have parents who can understand the FAFSA mm -hmm. or their um, high school counselors are unaware of how to complete the FAFSA. Okay. Um, 
And I think it's really important that um, teaching staff, guidance counselors, try to meet the students where they are, students and parents, so they can yeah. have a better understanding of what financial aid is. So a lot of students come in and think financial aid is just student loans. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, I don't want those. I don't, I don't. so they're, they totally bypass the FAFSA, mm -hmm. not realizing that if you are a Tennessee resident, that the FAFSA is needed for the HOPE scholarship. So, they're just completely unaware. And I think the challenges are high school, from, just from my perspective, and mm -hmm. I am gonna do my due diligence in our financial aid office to ensure that we're doing outreach at the high school level and not just at the college level. Mm -hmm. um, I think that is most of the challenges, just being unaware of how everything is um, and what all the financial aid entails, can scholarships be included? And I just think meeting students and parents where they are to where they can understand it, I think that'll alleviate some of the challenges. That would be helpful again, to, to have that education earlier on. So when you get here, it won't be such a steep learning curve. But you mentioned one misconception about financial aid, like it's just about loans. Um, but there are other uh, financial help that a student can get that are not loans with FAFSA. So were there any other common misconceptions about financial aid that come up? Um, just some misconceptions are, um, well, I don't know, because I, I believe we do a really good job in our financial aid office with reaching out to students. Um, I want to say that the student loans, students are really afraid of student loans. And of, and of course, we are in our office making sure that we decrease loan indebtedness, period, altogether. We don't we would not recommend students take student loans. Uh -huh. However, we do understand that they are a necessity. Yeah. Um, so just having students, so they're not overborrowing um, student loans. And also grants can be associated with, with the FAFSA. Grants are need-based awards that you do not have to pay back. And the only way that we can review that is if you complete a FAFSA. Uh -huh. um, those options and then some um, state Aid. So state grants and state scholarships are contingent upon the FAFSA. So I just think I, if I could say anything, complete the FAFSA so we can review what you're eligible for. And that can include grants, that can include scholarships, that can also include student loans. Very nice. So grants, scholarships, all of these things are possible. But again, you have to complete the FAFSA to, to figure out what you're eligible for. Yes, ma'am. Got it. Okay. That is good to know. Okay, so from your perspective, seeing all these students in their experiences, knowing what could be available to them, how, how, how can a student be financially well in college? Like, what can they do to make sure that happens? What they can do is continue to perform well academically. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's because I have students who didn't do really well in high school. So say they had an average GPA, so they didn't so they weren't able to um, receive any of the institutional scholarships. Okay. However, students need to know that high school, once you're admitted, you can start fresh once you are admitted at the University of Memphis. So uh -huh. that, so continue to perform well academically. So that means keeping your grades above, say maybe a 3.0, and then you can start to reapply for scholarships. Okay. Scholarships are available every academic year through our Tiger Scholarship Manager. Mm -hmm. So if they're, they're not, um, they are merit-based. So if you, 
say you didn't qualify coming in from high school, you may qualify if you do really well academically in your in your first year or moving forward. Just know that those scholarships are available to you and the more scholarships you have, the less aid that you have to take out that are student loans. Um, so I think students just kind of feel like, okay, well, I did okay um, in high school. I, I, you know, I just, high school was easy and I didn't really try hard, but mm -hmm. now you can start fresh. You have a new path, a new journey. You can continue to apply for scholarships and outside scholarships. Make sure that you're doing your research. The University of Memphis absolutely accepts outside scholarships. Uh -huh. So that's with different or outside organizations, your church, different institutions, different clubs that you may be involved in outside of on campus. Apply, apply, apply. Very nice. So, so, so getting uh, branching out, not just looking to the university scholarships, but accepting anyone from uh, any other ones in a network, or like you said, maybe church or someone else is giving out scholarships. So use those resources too. Yes, absolutely use those resources to minimize the amount of aid, well, student loans that you have to pay back. Um, because essentially student loans that you, do not be afraid of them. Mm -hmm. um, student loans are something they are manageable. Mm -hmm. And our office is gonna make sure that we are doing everything in our power to decrease loan indebtedness for the student. Absolutely. Altogether, we're gonna do absolutely everything we can. It's not gonna be the first option, at least not for me. I'm gonna give you every op opportunity, every different path to pursue before we say, hey, let's accept the student loans. Yeah. And at some point you, you may have to, but if you can utilize resources, research, 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 um, definitely get involved on campus. That's mm -hmm. how you are able to meet different people and network with different people who know different people and organizations that could potentially provide scholarship funding for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. So yes, yeah, so using those resources, um, and making sure that they know our office, our student financial aid office has their best interest at heart and want to make sure we figure out what's going to be that best path for them. Um, when I think of like budget and finance, finances are kind of like the story of, of your money. Like, what do you want to do with it now versus later? And just sort of the overall perspective and budget is a little bit more specific when it comes to what, what how are you spending your money right now, right? So what would you say, uh, like, how can a student manage their budget wisely? Like as a student in, in class, um, eating and managing maybe some bills too, what are some tips that you have in mind to manage budget? Um, the one tip that I, because I absolutely did not do this in my undergraduate career, absolutely did not do this. Uh -huh. um, when you're getting, say, students recognize it as a refund. Um, so that's money that you're receiving after tuition and fees are paid. Uh -huh. And it's usually a lump sum of money. Mm -hmm. um, I always tell my students, you need to live like you are a student, mm -hmm. meaning you need to have a minimum budget. Because yeah. at some point, if you are taking out these student loans, you are going to be responsible for paying them back. Mm -hmm. So I say live like a student. So once you are, once you are, you have completed your, your um, undergraduate career, you won't have a lot of loan indebtedness to where you can't, you can't buy a house because that does affect you. That um, student loans, that affects what you do after you graduate. So right mm -hmm. now it may look it may look like you have an abundance of money right now in this lump sum in, in your bank account. Please do whatever you can to limit 
spending, live like a student, understand that you are on a limited income. Mm -hmm. um, you will definitely, definitely regret if you take out all these student loans just so you can have a lump sum of money. And then once you graduate, you have a large amount of loan indebtedness that you have to be responsible for paying back right. uh, because it does affect things moving forward. So if you decide to get married and have kids and potentially want to buy a home, that is going to affect your credit score if you haven't been paying those loans back. Mm -hmm. So just be smart with your budget. Um, manage accordingly, live like a student. I mean, of course, I don't want you to eat ramen noodles every day, but definitely, definitely limit as much spending as you can and make it an absolute necessity. And when I speak of refunds, I also say, hey, if you have a extra money that, that you can, that, that you have after tuition and fees are paid, mm -hmm. save it and save it to pay towards a, a different semester. So save that money and have it applied to tuition and fees in, a, in, a, in another semester right. because you may need it. And then also, I can guarantee you, your parents will love you for it. <laughs> your parents will love you for it if you decide to, to save. Yeah. Also, utilize student employment. Federal work study, utilize on-campus jobs. They yeah. are useful. I am an advocate for student employment. I am a product of student employment. Yeah. My federal work study position at the University of Tennessee, Knoxville was uh -huh. in financial aid. And my work study, my federal work study um, job helped me transition to a professional job as soon as I graduated. Mm -hmm. So choose wisely, mm -hmm. definitely utilize student employment, federal work study or regular student employment. And just another helpful hint to get federal work study, you have to complete the FAFSA. There you go. St going back to that FAFSA again, make sure you fill out that application. So these are some awesome resources though, Jessica. So student working, um, financial aid, using your budget to make sure you save within your means. Are there any financial resources students can use to learn from or read upon about a financial wellness that you know of? Um, yes, ma'am. So we all, so if a student has completed the FAFSA, mm -hmm. a student should be familiar with an FSA ID. So okay. that's the Department of Education's um, logging. Those are your credentials to log into your FAFSA. Uh -huh. um, the Department of Education has so many resources on their website, studentaid.gov, mm -hmm. um, that you also have students have to complete if they are accepting a loan, which is called the Loan Entrance Counseling. Do not, do not breeze over it because that counseling gives you a ton of information on what your repayment options are, what your monthly payments will look like once you graduate, um, interest rates, it goes over all of that. And it is mandated that students have to complete that counseling, but they also have, if you log into studentaid.gov, they have a, a calculator to where it can give you your monthly payments. If you choose an income-based repayment option, it'll give you what your monthly payments would be based on the amount of loans that you've already accepted. So it is a great resource. Utilize that tool. It's also linked on our financial aid website um, for students to use. I know students have a ton of other things going on, but once you do accept your loans, make if you accept loans, or if you haven't accepted loans and you're an incoming freshman or you are a senior and you decided, hey, I may need an additional amount, 
to study abroad or whatever the case may be. Um, utilize studentaid.gov. They have a bunch of resources that students can use about repayment, what interest rates are, what is subsidized, what is unsubsidized. And also me, utilize the people in the financial aid office. Our staff, they are well, they are equipped to answer your questions regarding anything financial aid related. So we can really tell you what's on studentaid.gov as well, but if you're at home and you COVID, you're like, nope, I don't really want to go to the office. I don't want to go in person. Utilize those resources online. Okay. I'm going to make sure studentaid.gov, I'm going to add that to the description box so they can see that that's going to be a valuable resource for them too. And also your office's information to just get in contact if they have any questions. But I think those would be really beneficial, especially the calculator. That sounds really helpful to just see perspective, like what could this could look like going forward. Yes, because a lot of students are shocked that uh, like they are really afraid of like say the loan limit for a, a freshman is 3,500, 5,500 total. Uh -huh. They're like, oh my gosh, $5,500, that is a lot. Mm -hmm. But you go to studentaid.gov and, and you put in the information in the calculator, it's maybe a hundred bucks a month. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's it, I don't want students to be intimidated, but yeah. I do, I also want the students to borrow responsibly. Um, make sure that you are responsible if you are borrowing uh, student loans. That makes sense. That makes sense. So if you could give a student, you've given so much today and we're grateful for you, but for the last bit, if you would give a student one piece of advice about their finances, what would it be? Um, one piece of advice, borrow responsibly. Mm -hmm. yeah. if, if you absolutely have to yeah. borrow responsibly. Okay. Um, budget wisely. Uh, that's a lot of one piece. Sorry. Is that right? but, no, no, that's good. Budget wisely. Uh-huh. And and just make sure that you are enjoying college, number one. Enjoying college and make finances the the last thing that you have to worry about. You guys have already have so much on your plate academically, um, trying to maintain grades and scholarships. We want financial aid to be the last thing that you worry about. That's why we do our due diligence to communicate with you guys to make sure that you are aware of all the information that we have. And I know y'all are probably sick of us. We text y'all, we email y'all. <laughs> we definitely do, but we, we want to meet you where you guys are yeah. so that you're able to know that we are available. So just be responsible and also just get to know your your people on campus. Mm -hmm. uh, we are available, we are open. Everyone in our office is extremely nice and I'm not just saying that. Yeah. Everyone in our office are, is extremely nice and open to sit down with you, have one-on-ones with you um, to ensure that you're being responsible with your uh, federal aid. Okay, absolutely. So budget wisely, borrow responsibly. I love that. And I think that wraps it up for us today. Just was there anything else or any other questions or thoughts that you had that you wanted to share? Um, yes, ma'am. So if students, if I've spoken too fast, go on our financial aid website, memphis.u forward slash financial aid. Anything that you need to know is also on there and also utilize there as a chat bot on the financial aid website. Uh -huh. It is set up for you. If you are, you decide you wake up out of your sleep, like, oh my goodness, I may need to take a long. The chat bot is open 24 hours. Okay. Uh, 
He's available for students to answer any questions that they may have, but also we are located in 103 Wilder Tower. Okay. Our business office is from 8 a, our business hours is from 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Mm -hmm. uh, we are open to the public. Just make sure that you are wearing your face covering and we are open for you. We're here to see you. You don't have to make an appointment. You can get a one-on-one -on -one session with a financial aid representative at any time during business hours. Very nice. And I'll add that too to the description too as well, uh, Jessica. It's memphis.edu uh, forward slash financial aid. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for this wealth of knowledge. Uh, financial wellness is an important piece of all the eight areas of wellness because uh, finances can be a big piece of stress for students. But having an office like you and everyone there is can be, I think, really beneficial for students, even if it's just a check in, if they have a question or alleviate some stress, like sit down, do the calculator with you just so they know they can dispel any misconceptions, get some clarity about their finances. That can be one less thing. Like you said, focus on the academics and let this not be one of the primary things that are on the table. And also, can I say one more thing? The 2022-2023 FAFSA uh -huh. is already out. Okay. It is available now. It was, it was made available on October the 1st. So make sure if you have not done so to go ahead and uh, complete that FAFSA for next year. Absolutely. Okay, FAFSA is out. And, and well, that would be a good point. How long does the FAFSA run, Jessica? If it starts uh, October 1, when is the last payment they can um, apply? Oh, it'll be made available until after July. I mean, okay. well, you have a more than enough time, but any of the need-based aids, so mm -hmm. there's state grants and, mm -hmm. and those grants that are offered through the FAFSA, yeah. those funds run out pretty quickly. Yeah. So they are depleted pretty pretty quickly. So it's best, best practice to go ahead and get the FAFSA done sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Okay. So so the, the time it's open is, is wide open, but in order to catch the aid or catch the, the grants or the money like that, it's best to do it as soon as possible. Yes, ma'am. Got you, got you. Okay. Okay, so we have great resources. I'll add these to the description too. Um, but for those who are listening, again, if you have any more questions about financial aid, Jessica Howell and the financial aid office will be ready and available for you if you need that. So this is going to be How to Deal Podcast, Understanding Student Finances. We appreciate y'all and until next time.